After all these weeks, I can't believe we're here and we've made it, but Pat Kilby, it's time to start talking about the seniors, and today we kick it off with none other than Mr. Justin McCoy. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shaden. Joining me as he does every Wednesday is none other than the man, Coach Pack Kilby. And we want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts. So please, it's real easy. Go ahead and subscribe, smash that like button, and leave some comments as we talk about Mr. Justin McCoy today. Pat Kilby, can you believe, man, we are on number 11 of these 13 player profiles. Unbelievable that we've made it this far. Yeah, it really is. It really is, man. These episodes are flying by. They are. I can't believe it. So we've got, uh, if you're keeping track with us, we've got Justin McCoy today, Armando Baycott next week, and then we round off the whole thing with none other than the hashtag Leaky Lockdown. If you haven't seen all the rest of the episodes, I'm going to tag uh, the playlist right here where I'm pointing if you're watching, and uh, you can go back and listen to all of those or watch them if you so prefer. So, Mr. Coach Pat Kilby, I know we got you late on a Tuesday night and you got school starting tomorrow, first time the kids are back, so kudos to you for hanging in there on a late night. Let's talk Justin McCoy, dive into it. Yeah, so Justin, uh, he's going to be a senior for us this year. Um, this will be his second year within the program after he's transferred to Carolina from Virginia. Uh, small forward, power forward, uh, kind of goes both ways. I would say he's probably a lot more of a three than a four, but did play some four for us just because of depth issues last year. Um, six foot eight, 220 pounds. So he's got good length, good height, um, good you know muscle tone to him. He's a, he's a good looking kid. Yeah, um, yeah. Repping the, the deuces for the Tar Heels, 22. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, that's right. Deuces. Uh, <laughs> Twitter handle. Go hit this man up on social media at Justin T. McCoy, and it's M C K O Y. And then Instagram handle is Justin McCoy for. For love that man. I wonder what the T stands for. That'd be a fun guessing game. Hey, if you're listening or watching, drop us a little line. Tell us what you think the T stands for. Justin T. McCoy. Um, and so in his career at Virginia, in his two years there, he had played in a total of 33 games. And the stats, the numbers, were a little bit better than they were at Carolina. We'll look at that. But first, Pat, can you unpack a little bit, <laughs> unpack a little bit of what he did last year for the Tar Heels? Yeah, so last year he played in uh, 30 of the 39 total games. Uh, 209 total minutes, which is about seven minutes per game. Um, season high of 18 against Georgia Tech. So that was his, his most uh, minutes in a game. Uh, one point per game, so 30 total points. <laughs> uh, Great 40, math. Right? <laughs> uh, 42 uh, total rebounds, 1.4 per game, 14 assists, 13 turnovers, three blocks and three steals, which is interesting. I thought, you know, I kind of thought those would be higher. 
I did. Uh, I would have too. Yeah. Before we did our research for talking about Justin, I, I was surprised by those numbers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look, it's probably on me. I stereotyped him a little bit. Like you're coming from Virginia. You're probably a good <laughs> defender, right? <laughs> so at least, and not to say that he's not, I just thought those yeah. would be higher. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it, it might be an issue of opportunity. I'm curious to see. I mean, not, well, we'll talk about it more. Not that he'll necessarily get a ton more opportunity this year, but uh, you, you wonder where that comes from. Is it a small sample size? What, you know, what's going on there? Sure. Yeah. Um, so plus minus negative 45. And that goes back to what you were just talking about, you know, opportunity and uh, who, who is he in the game with and when is he in the game? Yeah. Um, field goal eight for 36, which is 22.2%, three for 12 from the three point line, 25%. And then this was really impressive. Yeah. Small sample size, 15 free throws. Uh, but he hit 12 of them, and that's an 80% clip. So, yeah, do some more of that for us, Justin. Yeah, and so here, here was the interesting thing to me. I when we, I was seeing all those numbers, and I was like, man, that field goal percentage is low. The three-point field goal percentage is high. But like you said, in the small sample size of free throws, that's up there, 80%. So I looked back. I went ahead and pulled up his two years at Virginia. And, and let me give you those numbers, Pack. So, okay. again, 22% shooting at North Carolina. In his two years at Virginia, he averaged 46.5% from the floor on field goals. Um, again, three-point shooting, 23.1. His two years of Virginia averaged 33.3%, which is making one out of every three. And then, uh, you know, that 80% field goal, uh, or excuse me, free throw percentage is great. And it dipped just a little bit in his two years at Virginia was 75%. And so I think those numbers are probably a much better indication and representation of what he actually is as a shooter. For sure, yeah. And that, you know, that free throw is still pretty good. So Yes. So, oh, man, we'll take 75%. Yeah, Carolina as a yeah. team last year shot, and I've got this on my head because uh, yesterday's show was Carolina's free throw percentage from last year was 74.6% as a team. So he's like right on it if he can uh, stick at that level. Love it. Yep. <clears throat> and so here, before we go into our, our first ad read, I think the big thing I want to say about Justin is this. <clears throat> it's easy for us packing these shows as we're looking ahead to want to give guys more minutes, more points than they probably actually will get. Not more than they will deserve, but just there's only a finite number of minutes in a college basketball game. Uh, you know, some people might not realize. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that, that's just a, a fact, right, of basketball. There are only 200 minutes available. Uh, five players on the court at a time for 40 total minutes is 200. And so while Justin might be capable of playing 10 to 15 minutes a game. It's just probably not likely, unfortunately for him. We're going to talk about what a great guy he is, and you would love to see him get those minutes. Mm -hmm. And so you hear it and see it in the numbers we've just talked about, right? Let's not make some. Let's not make this something it's not. Barring yeah. some major glow up and blow up, McCoy is is just going to be a bit player on this team. Do you think that's a fair assessment for me, or have I needlessly slandered his character? No, not I, I think that's a that's a great um, assessment, and and to be honest with you, I agree with you. But and and we'll get more into this. I think he, though he is just a bit player, he's a very important piece, and I'll explain yes. why a little yes. bit. But he, he's a very important piece. That is a great teaser, my friend. I love that, and what a great way to segue us into talking about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. 
Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. There's also reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they've got you covered. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Pack, I want, I want to move to um, next talking about Justin's kind of a review of last year. Obviously his third year in college, but is really his first year for Carolina. I don't, hand up. I don't really remember seeing him at Virginia. I know he was there. I I couldn't have pointed him out, right? Um, But him being on your team, you know who he is by, for some of the reasons you're about to talk about. So would you give us, uh, let's start with strengths that Justin possesses. Yeah, so Justin, you know, first and foremost is a great teammate. Uh, That's evident. Uh, Not only... um, from the, you know, we can see it. You know, when we watch the game, he's one of the guys that's the most hype on the bench. He's he's cheering on his teammates. He's waving his shooting top around like he's invested in the game. And those are the things you want to see. And the reason why I say it's so important from him is because, you know, he's not getting to play a lot, but he's still a great teammate. And that shows his true character to me. And so, and that that stuff right there is invaluable. Yep. It's, yep. it's taking just, a plage right out of the Theo Pinson playbook. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. No, not from his Carolina career, obviously. Theo was, like, doing it. I'm just meaning now in his NBA career, that's kind of the role that Theo plays. Anyway, keep going. Yes, yes. Um, So, you know, Justin's also very selfless. Um, He's a glue guy. And what I mean by that is um, he's he's a great teammate and he's a great practice player. He's making his teammates better through practice. And that's part of the reason why he's so important. Uh, He's got great length. And he's got yeah. strength. He's got a good build. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously his game and his skill development, all that stuff is still fluid. But he's got pieces and kind of some intangibles that you can't really coach or teach. He's got good, you know, height and length and strength. And so he does have some things going well for him. Yeah. Uh, good basketball IQ. Um, and so, yeah, he's. I think, I think those are what I would call his strengths. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's some of those things that you remember the movie Rudy about the the Rudy that played Notre Dame football. And uh, one of the coaches told him at some point, I wish God would put whatever he said, like your guts into my players bodies. And it's kind of that same thing, like all those intangible. I just kept thinking that about Justin. Now, I I feel like Justin is infinitely more talented as a basketball player than Rudy was as a football player. But I kept (laughs) thinking about that, like, man, if, if all those intangibles you just said, we're in all the players of, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not saying about this about a bunch of Carolina players, because that's not who Hubert Davis is going to allow to be on his team. But there's so many prima donnas and so many guys that are entitled and want to get theirs. Yeah. And if they could all just have this temperament that Justin does, very much let me play for those words on the front of my chest instead of the name on the back. Mm. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you, you nailed it on the head. In today's culture, the culture of basketball has shifted. And um, you see it a lot in the NBA where they just want to collect so much talent and so much ability. There's not enough shots to go around. There's not enough minutes to go around. It's just not possible. It's not feasible. It's not healthy for your team or your culture. And so, you know, you really, you need guys like Justin because 
yes, he's a good basketball player. He is, but he's not going to pout. He's not going to be a cancer to your team when things aren't going his way. And that is so, so, so critical uh, for anyone, but especially for guys that you need in practice every day to make your team better. And so, uh, you know, he has that. And that, that to me makes him valuable. 100%. And you know, I mean, Tony Bennett would not recruit him if he was not that guy. And Hubert Davis yes. would not recruit him if he was not that guy. So that is two glowing endorsements from two of the nicest coaches in all of college basketball. Yeah. And so I'm right with you on all that. Um, the, the only other strength that I would like to add is one of the things I noticed about him in the limited minutes he played is just felt like he had really good hands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just he seems soft, he, even though he's he's got this length and he, he's got a good build. He his fluid, his body moves well. It's just, as we'll talk about, and forgive me, I'll go ahead and this will be a segue into weaknesses. He's just not really an explosive athlete. And so that's where it limits him in those regards. So then, Pac, let, let that move us into talking about weaknesses. What do you see in Justin's game that's not allowing him to be on the court as much? Yeah, so uh, I'll start defensively. You know, um, the, the first thing that stands out, he's not got – a lot of lateral quickness, and that's kind of what you talked about with athleticism. It just – I expected that, I guess, and so maybe my my uh, expectations were too high, but I kind of thought he was going to come in and be, you know, basically a, a little lesser version of Leaky and someone mm, that's – Yeah, leaky absolutely. And, uh, you know, it didn't turn out that way. He's just not as quick as I thought. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's something he can get with Jonas Serration and – and those are things that can be improved. Uh, you can you can get faster, you can get stronger, you can get more explosive. And so, uh, let and me I'm ask sure you. That. Let me ask you that as a coach, when when you have a player on your team who who's got all everything between the ears, right? Knows mm-hmm. where they need to be, the spots to be in, how to play, help defense. You know anything you want as a coach. They've got from the knowledge standpoint, but are just a step or two behind, if I can put it that way, or just not able to keep up at that same athletic level. How? What do you do to spur them on or to allow them to see the court more? Yeah, so um, and we'll talk a little bit more about this whenever I'm Coach Davis. But <laughs> you, you've got to find a you've got to find a niche, and so what can you offer to the team that can allow you to be on the floor and be trusted by your coach and your teammates? And so that's usually a talk we have. And, you know, sometimes players are a step or too slow because they're thinking too much. They're not Mm. just playing. And then sometimes they're a step or too slow because they don't have that ability, but they can bring other things to the table. And so um, whatever that is that you can bring to the table, you got to find that and you got to bring it consistently. And so like, I'll use this as an example, Uh, Justin, as we saw from the stats, he's a good free throw shooter. So when he's in the game, can he guard and can he find ways to get to the free throw line? If he can do those two things consistently, well, Hey, you know, coach Davis is going to, you know, he's going to gain his trust. He's going to gain the trust of his teammates. And you know what? Uh, Baylor, we could have had him on the floor down the stretch. He could have been in there hitting free throws um, you know, so that's just a, an example off the top of my head what conversations they're probably having. If yeah. you want on the court, this is what you need to do. 
Yeah, I love that. Well, let's go ahead and move to uh, our Coach Davis conversation. So every week when we do these, we uh, conduct our, our pretend end of season interview where I'm the player and Pac is Coach Davis telling me three <laughs> things I need to work on in the off season. So I am Justin McCoy, do 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 do, going to Coach Davis's office. Hey, Coach Davis, uh, ready ready for my end of season interview? What can I be working on this off season? Give me three things. All right, Justin. Well, first of all, uh, we've got to find a niche, which is what I was just talking about. Um, and, you know, I alluded to defense. I alluded to free throws. But one thing that I think can improve is rebounding. You know, mm. We talked about just the natural skill set that he has with his height and his length. And so you got to be able to rebound the basketball uh, better at a higher clip. And so um, that's something that uh, could be a niche that could, you know, where, where Justin could work his way on the floor. Uh, quickness and explosiveness. This is something, you know, get with, with Jonas Serration and really get in there and come stronger and faster. And those quick twitch muscles, we're working those. And, and uh, just where you're – where you can be ex- more explosive and you can be trusted to guard, you know, multiple positions and things of that nature. Uh, and then lastly, the fundamentals of the game. Um, mm. There's times where Justin has the basketball and honestly – I'm nervous, so, and I wish that um, you know he could become a better ball handler um, and even more consistent in his shot and become trusted with the basketball. Yeah, I, I'm with you with that with that shot thing. I mean, I feel like we heard, hey, last heading into last season, Coach Davis went out and he got these three bigs that can all shoot: Brady Manick, Dawson Garcia and Justin McCoy. Garcia, in the time he was playing for Carolina, showed that. Brady got off to a slower start than he wanted, but uh, boy howdy did he have a blow up throughout the season. But Justin just never found his way to that despite being like, hey, this this dude can shoot, whether it's mid-range or stepping out behind the line. And looking back at those Virginia numbers like we did, it, it should be there. And so, man, I, I'm really hoping, like, like whether it's confidence or, or getting out of his thinking and just playing like you were talking about or more comfort in, in the Carolina Hubert Davis system, whatever it is, just put the ball in the bucket, man. Like, <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's exactly right. Well, that's good. Okay. A- anything else on those off season things you want to see from him? No, honestly, no. I just, you know, okay. if can improve in the fundamentals of the game and, you know, become more explosive, then that's a huge step in the right direction right there. Bingo. Love it. So then, let's now move ahead and look at this year. When we think about expected role for Justin, and and based on all the things we're saying, I I think the writing's kind of on the wall, unfortunately. But let's talk about our role that we expect Justin to play. Yeah, so um, to me, Justin's just behind the eight ball. I mean, it is is what it is. I I love the kid to death, but... You look at the depth of the roster, it's like where you know, where does he fit in? Because you know, obviously Leakey's gonna be starting at the three and Puff and Trezzy are gonna be right there for those relief minutes and um Pete Nance and, and Baycott pretty much secure that four or five spot. And then, you know, on to be honest with you, uh Jalen Washington is probably the next in line to get any of those minutes and and look, here's why I say that, and I'll just be honest with you, and this is from a coach's perspective. Okay. If Jalen Washington and Justin McCoy are 
even, Jalen Washington is going to get the nod. Now, why is that? I say that because Jalen Washington is going to be around for the next four years, like in all likelihood, or three years. Whereas Justin is on his way out. And look, that's that sounds harsh, and I get that, but the reality of it is if you've got a chance to gain experience with a kid that's going to be main, you know, staying in your program moving forward yeah. and that and, and a focal point in 23-24. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be a key piece to what we do. He's going to get the nod. And so, um, and uh, to be honest with you, I'm just going to be honest here, I think Jalen is better now. Yeah. Um, but if they were, at the very least, even Jalen's going to get that nod. So that eats those minutes up. And, I mean, mm. that's just a tough – it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, and and – Pack, here's where I'll say I it was funny, actually earlier today was hearing from somebody very inside, like very inside with the program, who was saying, Listen, it's gonna be a bit with Jalen because of work they're working him in slowly with his injuries, but that he looks legit, can shoot like crazy. And so I I, I have spent the day very sad for Justin McCoy because I know we're talking about him tonight, but very excited about Jalen. Just hearing that news of like, dude, Jalen, just be ready is is what it sounds like. Now, again, patience. Um, you know, I, I think in November, December, we're probably seeing Jalen playing seven to eight minutes a game. But you look up, you know, middle to end of the ACC schedule and I wouldn't be surprised to see him getting 15 to 20 a game uh, because if he can be, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him be first off the bench in the front court rotation. Um, yeah. You know, like just depending on just how quickly he acclimates, that's what it sounds like. But like you're saying, that just moves Justin back one more spot on the bus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's an, un, it's an unfortunate thing. But, you know, from what I understand and from kind of what I've been told, um, Justin, he didn't come to Carolina with the expectation that he was going to play more at, you know, North Carolina than he was at Virginia. Okay. He came he came to Carolina with that expectation that, you know, he grew up in Carolina. He was a Tar Heels fan. Uh, his father was a Tar Heels fan. And so that was just something that was kind of cool for him. And that opportunity was too much to pass up on now. I'm not saying that he's came out and said that. That's just what I've kind of picked up yeah. on and what I've been yeah. told. So um, just from my perspective there, I'm, I'm thinking that he's somebody that's uh, – he's, you know, he's happy to be a, a Tar Heel and he's going to do whatever it takes for the team to succeed, which yeah. is what we talked uh, about. He's a high-character young man. Absolutely. Well, then it's it's a great time to then talk about his floor and ceiling. Um, what what do you see? I mean, I think we've already kind of maybe we've already said Justin's floor, right? Is doing well in practice gets five to seven minutes here or there, and so I guess we don't really need to relitigate that. But let's do look at what could be a ceiling for him. Sure. Yeah. So what I see the ceiling as is. Um probably being that ninth guy on the roster, just to be honest with you, is uh, coming in at number nine. And, um, you know, there's no way he's going to be above Seth, Puff, or Trezzy. So, no. uh, to me, it's it's that ninth spot and playing, you know, a role of 10 to 12 minutes, you know. Yeah. Uh, but to me, that's what I see as the ceiling. Yep. And, what, what and that's just what – 
Yeah, I, I'm right with you because I think at that point when you're, if he could bump up from 10th to 9th, that means that he's beaten out Jalen and Tyler Nickel. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that is probably the ceiling for him is doing that. I, it sounds like with Tyler, I, I think his defense just isn't where it needs to be yet. Um, if I can put it kindly that way, um, that he can, he can and will score in bunches. But, um, I, so I think McCoy will be ahead of nickel probably on the depth chart, but I think it's, if he wants to be ninth, he's got to beat out Jalen. Yep. I, I think you're spot on with yep. that. I'm right with you. Um, and so, uh, yeah, just, yeah, that, that's his ceiling is not, he's not going to go out and have a 20 point game at any point. It's just, being there, being steady. What about, you know, one of the things, and I know we'll, we'll talk about this next week when we talk about Armando. Um, and then obviously when we get to leaky, he's doing it right now is playing that fifth COVID year. Do you see, uh, Justin McCoy doing that, going for that, especially knowing that now that fifth year counts against the 13 scholarship limit? Yeah, that's tough. I'm going to say, yes, I do see it. Uh, and here's why. Um, there's a chance of losing Armando, which I know doesn't play the five, but just hear me out here. We're for sure losing sure. Luffy. There's a chance of losing Armando. We're definitely losing Pete Nance, who's in his fifth year. Yep. Um, so there's there's roles to be filled. Yep. Uh, he has some veteranness that he will bring to the table. 100%. And look, you know, it's another year. Uh, probably towards a master's degree, free education. Uh, I think we can all agree Justin's not going to go play professional basketball, but golly, we know what an education can do. And not only that, but he does have some NIL stuff. Like, uh, there, yeah, yeah, Salvio's Pizza, I know, is a NIL deal with him. And so, um, you know, he can make some more money. He can get that master's degree or work towards it and be a, you know, play another year at the best university in the country. So, I don't see why he wouldn't, to be honest with you. And that's why I lean towards yes. Hey, uh, that makes a ton of sense to me. That's a great explanation, Pac. Um, and boy, what what an asset he would just be as, as a veteran leader in that locker room. I, I'm right with you. And I, I think if the scholarship math makes sense and it's there, why wouldn't you want to have him as part of your team? And, and like you said, there might be, depending on uh, transfer portal stuff, there might be more of a niche and a role for him that yep. fifth year. And so that yep. could be really interesting. So, um, you know, because of what he's going to do playing time or lack thereof, there's not really much of a bold prediction to make, but I'll, I'll give it this. It's I'll say it's, he's not going to have anything sustained like back-to-back double digit games, but, but here would be just the cool scenario for me is, is a single game where maybe there's foul trouble or, you know, God forbid an injury or something, or, uh, and he's able to come in, play a few more minutes, and winds up scoring 10 to 15 and grabbing six or seven boards. And maybe it's just like just like a Puff Johnson type thing that just kind of leads Carolina sort of under the radar to a big victory. Like, I could see that being like a, a big, bold moment for him that would be a highlight on the season. I hope you're spot on. <laughs> you know, how cool would that be to look back yeah. and say... Man, Justin McCoy, that performance got Carolina through the second round of the NCAA tournament when it looks like they might otherwise have lost. Ah, you know, just something cool like that would be. Yeah, that would be super cool. neat. And it super would be neat. very disturbing. 
Yeah, absolutely. His teammates would mob him if that happened. So that'd be great. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's put that exclamation point on it. Not only does he do that, but he makes the game winning shot to to boot. (laughs) That's not going to happen, but whatever. Anyway, (laughs) Pac, any any final thoughts? What are you most excited for for this year looking ahead to Justin McCoy? Yeah, so um, first of all, you know, I have a good relationship with Brady Manick, and Brady talks about just how good of a guy, you know, Justin is. And so I'm excited that he's a part of our program. I'm excited that he's a leader. He's a veteran. Uh, he's got experience. He brings that to the table. Um, experience from Tony Bennett, experience from Hubert Davis, and experience of going to the Final Four and competing in the national championship. Like, those are things that go a long ways, whether he plays a role or not. Um and so not a role, but whether he plays significant yeah. minutes or not is a better way to put that because he does have a role and it's an important one. And uh, that's why his veteranness matters and why I'm excited that he's a Tar Heel. Well said, sir. Well said. Yeah, I, I think the biggest compliment I can give him at the end of the day is this is somebody Dean Smith would have loved to have on his team because he's a young man that's turning into a, a kind of man that that you want to churn out of your program. And that's awesome. Yes, absolutely. Ah, that's good. Justin McCoy, we wish you the best this upcoming season. May your minutes be plentiful and your threes rain from on high. That is it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Coming up tomorrow, Jason Jordan from Sports Illustrated is joining me and we're going to talk about Simeon Wilcher's Peach Jam performance and what an absolute baller he was down in the Augusta area. Next week, Pat Kilby and I, we're wrapping up the seniors, well, the normal seniors anyway, talking about the man Armando Baycott. We want to thank you for joining us today on the show. Please, if you would, subscribe, smash the like button, and leave some great comments. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnHeels. You can follow Pat at Coach underscore K23, and you can follow me at Isaac Shade. Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen today. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. Thank you so much for joining us on Hump Day. It's so great to have talked about Justin McCoy. What a great guy, great dude. And Coach Kilby and I, we want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace.